The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? A-Town Connection right here. You got Young Bloods uh, featuring Daddy Fat Sack. You know what I'm talking about? Outcast. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like this. Check it out. This is not one of them, not yet. Listening to the Crown and Collar Podcast brought to you by the Coast Weather Podcast Network. I am Tal Bianca XO, aka my new work shoes came in today, and I'm thrilled, aka they flashed though. Um, and I'm joined as usual by uh, my co host. I am Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Nigga, uh, Nigga Mort. A.K.A. nigga working out and going to the gym is a scam. A.K.A. nigga how in the fuck I ain't lost 50 pounds and got a two-pack by now. This shit is a scam and I would like to speak to a manager. Yes, you can find us on the CSPN's website, CSPN.us. Click the Crowd and Collars tab. We have a lot of sponsors. Um, you can go to CSPN.us slash sponsors and do some shopping to help keep this podcast free. That way you don't have to listen to Jeremy sound like um, deep fried rabbit feet. You know what? Fair. Fair. Okay. Um, yes, fair. but yeah, we, we have all these wonderful sponsors. Um, again, go to cspn.us. Click Keep Our Podcast Free up at the top right on the candy bar menu if you're doing this mobile. Um, let's see. We still have Buster Tees. Um, 20 Tees, $10 a piece is a deal that they've got going on. Shop now through them. Um, you can go to adamevetoys.com through our website. Get 50% off one item. And free shipping by using the code OTOY. Um, I cannot ever, um, at least I don't think anyway, make that sound as alluring as a former member of our network once could. But I'm what you got. Deal with it. Um, you can find us on Twitter um, at CSPN Media, at TalBiancaXO, at Black underscore Dante once again. This is an episode where Jeremy and I readily admit that we did nothing to prepare. Be perfectly goddamn honest. We, <laughs> I mean, listen, listen. The, the the draw of our show is transparency, and we are honest. And listeners, we love y'all, but we're not gonna lie. We ain't do a goddamn thing to prepare for this shit. This episode, this this gonna be one of those episodes where we just talking and we wing it. And you know what? Y'all be all right. Y'all will be all right. They usually we, are. Because um, y'all keep coming back because the numbers don't lie. We appreciate it. Listen, we listen. We appreciate it, and we promise. Usually, when we have, we have an episode where we just wing it, the next week we come back with hashtag content. So it's yes. fine. It is yes. fine. And speaking of hashtag content, we got a review. Yes, um, pastor and and co pastor are pleased. Um. First of all, thank you to everyone who has taken the time to leave a review um, and or rating. Uh, we appreciate you all that take the time out to do that. Um, to I thought those- two of y'all that um, hit the fire one star and a two star rating. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm, we, we, we see you too. We love you all the same. With your mm, ass. Right. Make your haters your motivators. Good to hell look, everybody, like Curtis be saying. But anyway, uh, Thank you, um, everybody that plans to leave a future review. We appreciate it. It, you know, just it, it takes you know takes no time and just you know 
Uh, fuck with your boy, fuck with your girl. You know what I mean? Like we again, we giving y'all this hashtag content uh, for free. You know, just it helps us grow. Um, it helps you know help us do our thing and shit. And um, I got this. Re- we got a new review. Um, and it is from <laughs> it is from the brand ambassador of my other show, uh, Ratchet Ramblings. Um, it is from a quality mess. Uh, AKA, AKA. Uh, I'm gonna try to imitate Curtis. <clears throat> AKA Ruthie, and it is five stars, <laughs> and, and it, the review is literally five name five stars. <clears throat> I love this show before, but I love it even more since the introduction of Bianca. She's added so much to the show that it really pushed y'all ahead of the rest. Aww, I'm glad this show is free, but I'd pay to hear to hear Jeremy sound like a bowl of biscuits and sausage gravy. Keep up the great work, Ruthie. Now, first of all, Ruthie, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, Ruth, shit, Ruthie been one of our biggest fans for a, a, a good minute. Uh, so, right. So, first of all, shout out to you, Ruthie. Second of all, girl, I love you, but baby, what are you doing? Nobody should pay to listen to my country ass talk. What are you doing? What, girl, what? It's fine, Ruthie. We love you. It's fine. But, girl, what you doing? <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. And, you know, like I said, you leave a review, we'll give, read it and give you a shout out, and um, we appreciate it. And um, shout out to everybody, um, you know, being here for Bianca. That is, that's what's up, you know. That is super what's up. Um, I'm not making a plea here, anything. I promise it's not that. But um, if you wrote a review in the past and you can find it on your heart to make uh, the slightest edit of all edits, that would be cool too. Not saying you have to, just think it would be nice. I mean, like I said, but it's. I'm not secretive about it. I very much transitioned on this podcast. That's okay. Um, and if you want to update it, do so. If you don't want to update it, that's fine, too. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. But, yes, thank you. Thank you very much, Ruth, for being awesome. And for the specific shout-out to me, um, which, again, I'm not here for those things ever. But thank you. Um, it's, it feels good to be heard and acknowledged in that way. So, mucho apreciado. That is correct. So I'm about this show that's going to be about nothing. Um, <laughs> so we don't have much, but what the fuck? First of all, let me say this. Let me say this. I did not catch the game one with the Celtics and the Cavs. All I know is the Cavs got their ass whooped because I saw the box score. But listen, let, let me tell you. And I think they playing now, and I don't think it's good looking good for the Cavs even now. But let I have consistently said this. I'm not saying that it is impossible for LeBron James to lose in the playoffs. What I have said was, when I see it, I believe it. Until then, I'm not betting against this man. Because I've seen this shit too many times. And I, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Now, mm. now, now, with that said, again, I will admit it ain't looking good. <laughs> I will admit yeah. that. Yeah, like, game one was... Okay, so... Everyone knows, um, you know, Brad Stevens is like this tremendous coach who he really makes, is a good coach. Who makes adjustments and all these other things. And I think one of the big things um, that I noticed and what I saw in the game was um, he did not have his players helping onto LeBron. Um, and yeah. I think that's yeah. one of the bigger factors um, because I think that's one of those things where you let LeBron get his. At least you make it hell on him trying to get his anyway because he's always looking to make the right pass as well. Um, and so, yes, if you just hound him and make it work for everything he's going to get as far as his points goes, but don't let the Kyle Corvers, don't let the J.R. Smiths, don't let the George Hills, don't let those guys start to feel comfortable in the game because if they hit a couple shots, 
that um you know they light up and they get the green light and their eyes get as big as dinner plates and they're happy and LeBron's happy by osmosis because he knows okay you've been told not to help off so the guy in front of me is probably going to be a little easier to get around and then he starts to get his own and basically yeah we saw Toronto make that exact mistake and that's why they are at home on the very snowy couch right like I listen and especially the way that this Cavs team is constructed. You basically can't if you listen. LeBron is gonna get his, but you shut down everybody else unless LeBron score a hundred, which I mean he could do. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> but but don't, don't, don't count the chickens. But I mean, but right, but you you make LeBron work and you shut down everybody else because LeBron is the only person on that team that can get his own shot. Yep, and. Everybody else has to be set up via LeBron. Like who? Like who the fuck? Who the fuck is expecting Tristan Thompson to get twenty and ten? Uh, who the fuck? I don't think Tristan Thompson walks into the gym expecting. He might expect to get the ten. Um, I don't think the twenty is ever on his own. Right. And Kevin Love, pray for Kevin Love. Jesus will. <laughs> so yeah. No. Um. I mean. Good luck, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Again, I'm. I will acknowledge that it don't look good. But until I see it, when I see Boston Celtics against the Warriors, because, I mean, let's be fucking honest, the Warriors in the finals, then I will acknowledge. Then I will say it. Yeah. But until then, listen, it's funny. I was listening to Bomani Jones' podcast, and he was talking about, uh, like, if LeBron and MJ would would play a game of uh, 21-1-1, and Bomani said, Michael Jordan might not win, but he wasn't going to lose. Right. And that's how I feel until I see LeBron go home in, the, in these playoffs. I'm not saying he going to win, but he ain't going to lose <laughs> until I see it. Then when I see it, I'll be like, okay, y'all was right. But until then, this I'm going to believe. Listen, I, hashtag believe in the lie. Hashtag believe in the lie. Speaking, yeah. of, speaking <laughs> of believing in the lie. Yeah, speaking of lies, yeah. How about that lie that Steph Curry could be held to 18 points? In the game that the Warriors went ahead and won by double digits anyway. Yo, did you see? I don't know if um you saw it, but I'm if you haven't, I'll send it to you. It, it is a guy that that um clip of James Harden and Chris Paul arguing in the huddle, and somebody did a voice over of it. That shit had me screaming when I tell you. I if you haven't seen it, Bianca, I'll send it to you after we finish recording. But my God, I think I got it in my bookmarks. But Jesus, Jesus, Barkevious Christ, that shit was funny. First of all. I I know people won't go to state not, to not win because niggas are tired of Golden State winning, and I get it. But at the same time, I don't want the Rockets to prosper, and this is gonna be petty, and I acknowledge it, and I don't give a fuck. I don't want anything good to happen to James Harden. I don't want anything good to happen to his teammate Eric Gordon. Um, <laughs> the big piece of chicken in the Chris Paul trade, and proceeded to play basketball like he didn't give a fuck for five years. So. I'm totally fine with them going to the finals and getting boat raced. I'm t- also totally fine with them losing right now. Like, either way, outcome would make me thrilled. Um, either way, you thrive off negativity. And, like, I'm not the person, like, you know, Chris Paul obviously played on my favorite team, and then, like, the situation just devolved into what it became. So I understand why he wanted out. And I know he's really hard to root for, but yet I did. Um, except for when he came to play, you know, my, my favorite team. Um, but, yeah, no, um... Don't want his success to like be anchored to Eric Gordon's. Like trade him to the Nets and let him be irrelevant for the rest of his career. And then yeah, go off this, do what you want. But oof, oof. 
First of all, I, I just it's Fuck just head. There, there we go. hilarious. It's just some niggas. It's just some niggas that you just can't root for. For for whatever reason, you just can't root for him. And James Harden for me, and Eric going for you is one of those is is two or two of those niggas. It's just like you just you what no matter what it is. Oh, don't get me wrong, I hate watching um James Harden play basketball. Like his game is so ugly. It, 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 he plays basketball like the point of the game is to get fouled. Like <laughs> yes. He plays the game like if there's one listen, because I know everybody like all NBA players like complain or whatever. But if if it's one motherfucker you could really drag for complaining and flopping and all that in the third, it's James Harden. Yeah, that's like there was one account that <laughs> kept doing this thing where it was like a player playing defense on him and James Harden's got this like look of agony on his face. And then like it was zooming on his face and just like how ag- like how agonized he looked, and then like how bare the contact was. And I wish I had favored it like 50 of those because that shit had me dying laughing. But it's accurate. Like, he just, everything about his game is ugly. You know what? You know, James Harden game remind me of, like, that he is, James Harden game is that old dude that came down to play ball with the young folks and then would, like, try to tell them how to play while he's playing, but then as soon as they, they get in a little bit of contact with them, he'll call a foul. That's James Harden. Pretty much, he the nigga. He the nigga that think he know all the rules in basketball and can tell you what is or isn't a foul, but then be breaking all the rules at the same damn time. That's James Harden game. You can't root for no nigga like that. A nigga like that. A nigga like that will. <laughs> a nigga like that will like steal your steal your Gatorade when you ain't looking, doing a doing a break or whatever. Then get then help you look for it. That's the type of nigga James Harden is. And you can't root for a nigga like that. <laughs> Sorry, it is impossible. First of all, oh shit! Wait, breaking news. Um, and also fuck the niggas. But breaking news: the Suns just won the first overall pick for the first time in their franchise history. Um, mm. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with it because they have like five small forwards and five centers on their team and like nothing else. Um, right, do they even have a point guard? <laughs> next question. Um. No, so they- <laughs> So they won the lottery. The Kings are second. The Hawks, your Hawks, are third. Mm. Um, and this is apparently a pretty decent draft um, to be at the top of. It's kind of top heavy, which you know isn't always pleasant. But right, um, yeah. So let's see. So Hawks three, Grizzlies four, mm. Mavericks five. Not oh, they still on, they still on the Mike Conley's contract, ain't they? Grizzlies, yeah. Mm. Good luck, everybody. But I mean, they fired Fizdale. They fired the homie Fizdale, cause. Um, mm. He's going to be coaching the Knicks now, I believe. And, yeah, that's <laughs> all she wrote on that team. But, no, uh, the Magic are six, which seems, like, at once way too low and then also way too high because I feel like they've been in the lottery for, like, 14 years in a row. Right. Even though it's not true. Um, it is, the, Bulls, it the Bulls are seven. The Cavaliers via the Nets have the eighth pick. Um, okay. How did you have LeBron James on your team and you got the eighth pick in the draft? What the fuck? <laughs> the Net, what the fuck were the Nets thinking? Moving on, Knicks 9, 76ers via Lakers 10, Hornets 11, Clippers 12 and 13. They got 12 from the Pistons in the Blake Griffin trade. And 14 is to the Nugents, a.k.a. the team that I in a past life once campaigned to play for. And they didn't sign me, bitches. Anyway, um, enough of the sporty sports, unless you got some more you want to talk about in the world of La Sport. Uh, no, that, I guess that's all for, for shoddy hoops and sportsy sports and all those good things. 
Oh, there's a there's a quick rant I want to get off really quickly, and then we can move into like whatever actual topic. Uh, we're gonna stick in the realm of we're gonna stick in the realm of sporty sports. But I was I was looking at this. Uh, I was looking at pictures of the New York Jets. For some reason, I I forgot if I was looking for something in particular, like when they did like a uniform change or what. And feel free to disagree with me on this, but the Jets just always look like the slower team on the football field. You like know, their their I'm, uniforms just look big and bulky and slow, which completely belies the fact that they're called the fucking Jets. You know, I'm not. I won't even hold you because they the Jets the Jets always look like an old nigga team. You know, I mean, like they they always no matter I don't give a fuck who they playing they could be playing the goddamn Raiders. The Jets always look like they still in the era of football with only with uh, with just a chin strap and no guard. Like they days all, of eight black players on your team max at a time. Yes, they always look like a team that had that got slaves playing. Always, it always like every. Uh, Think of every other team in the NFL. New uniforms, new helmet, new technology, cl- new cleats. They, every other team just look like they look 20, what is this, 21st, 20? 21st century. Yeah, every every other team looks 21st century. Even the fucking Browns look 21st century except the Jets. The Jets still look but like the The Browns look like, and we're going to talk about this era in time later, they, took, they look like Y2K era, like 21st century, like. Their, yeah. unif- their uniforms, like if you go look up old Fubu jerseys, they look like those. <laughs> fair, fair. But you can't say that with the, the Jets. The Jets look like when you used to watch TV in black and white. They always look like they. The Jets always look like they should. They are permanently permanently on NFL films with black and white tape. Always. <laughs> they always do. They always look like when they when the when the damn helmet used to have one. St- one go one um one railing on them, one guard on them all the time. They always look old. They always look like <laughs> they always look like if you put a bunch of AARP niggas in some jerseys. That's always the goddamn Jets. So I, you know what? I'm going to support you on this theory. The Jets are old team, literally and figuratively. Like I, I wish I could draw better. I wish I had like a really good eye for like art and shit. Because like I even googled this when I was like looking up, looking through this stuff and. Um, like their jerseys in like the eighties and nineties were just horrid. Um, the numbers were wide set. Like again, they just looked slow. Like they looked like they were built with the offensive lineman in mind. Um, their jerseys um, looked like they were made on Microsoft Paint. Hey, hey, be careful now. That's why I might be doing my redesigns. Fuck off. Stop. <laughs> You're doing amazing. I don't know. They, I, I wish. Like again, I wish I had the eye for it because like I, I can see it in my like in my mind's eye, but I know I can't make it happen. But that's a team that definitely needs like a top to bottom overhaul. Don't get me wrong, the green or the green or white is great. It's iconic even. Like good colors. Um football, very football y colors, you know, um, in that way. But yeah, it would be really nice to see them like look faster on the field because like they use the old blocky collegiate numbers and they got like the really thick like shoulder strap uh not so- straps, uh shoulder like sleeves and like the, the stripes on them are thick. Um the the helmet just uh, the white helmet's fine, but like the logo is plain. Yeah, the Jets could yeah like uh, I would love to like collaborate with like some artist or something and like give them a jersey that looks like they played in the twenty first century. Right. So you know, good, good the hell luck, everybody. Good the hell luck. So with that, um, so I I wanna. 
I saw this on Twitter really like last week or like a week and a half ago. Meant to talk about it. Meant to talk about it on the broadcast, but I just kind of forgot. Um, this is a story of uh, I don't know if you. Well, I know you. Um, we talked about a pregame. You said you had knew about it, Bianca. But I did this. I didn't know what the fuck this was until I saw it. Um, apparently there's a thing there or, or movement called incel. Um, and this is an article that I saw, and I got to pull it up from the New York Times. And this happened April twenty fourth. Um, so yeah, like so, like I say, it's. It's kind of old, um, but I and I, like I said, I meant to talk about it or bring it up on the um, podcast, but I just we had a little shit to talk about. But um, <clears throat> so the the article is on what is an incel, a term used by the Toronto van attack suspect explained. Um, and again, this was on April twenty fourth, uh, minutes before turning his van onto a Toronto sidewalk on Monday, killing ten people and injuring a dozen others. A leak. Minasian, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. That sound like that nigga name sound like a, a off-brand car that didn't make it to the lot. Uh, wrote a post on Facebook, according to Canadian authorities. In it, in it, he praised Elliot Roger, who in 2014 shot and killed six people in Isla, Isla Vista Cliff, uh, California. Uh, Mr. Minasian, Minasian, 25, also wrote of an incel rebellion, referring to a term. Shorthand for involuntary celibates used online by a group, used online by a community of misogynists to describe themselves. The incel rebellion has already begun to post red. We will throw, we will overthrow all the chads and stasis. All hail supreme gentleman Elliot Roger. First of all, before I even go on, that shit in itself is scary. First of all, <laughs> right? That sounds like some Nazi shit. To be perfectly goddamn honest, that. Well, this is in uh, in Toronto, but if he was in the United States, you know who the fuck he would vote for. Yep. Um, so, as I continue, it says, here's a brief guide to the incel community, including some of the coded language as Chad's and Stacey's used by its members. Um, also, this also kind of directly correlates with the topic that we had last week um, when we kind of talked about Donald Glover a little bit and niggas um, race-friendly. Um, well, no, it was mostly niggas uh, complaining that women didn't want them because they were quote unquote nerdy. Uh, this pretty much is goes hand in hand with that shit. To be perfectly goddamn honest, um, uh, who are incels? Incels are misogynists who are deeply so deeply suspicious and disparaging of women who they blame for denying them the right to sexual intercourse. This ter- theirs is a relatively new take on a male supremacist worldview, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. The center, which closely tracks hate speech, reports that the incel grew out of the pickup artist movement, which takes a manipulative approach to seduction, but is rejected by incels who find it who, who find it too humanizing of women. At their most extreme, incels have advocated rape and other forms of violence against women. Uh, I, I have thoughts, but uh, Bianca, if you want to tag in here before I get my thoughts across. Um, I mean, these niggas are full of it. <laughs> Are we sure what to say here. Um, That's kind of the long and short of it. Um, like, so, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, we we are still in this this like I don't know whether to call it a fight or what, but like men are feeling super entitled to like a woman's time, attention, um, 
company, everything, uh, just for the notion of being nice. And it's like, guys, it's not enough. Like, I've said this on the show before. That can't be the only way that people describe you. That can't be the only kind thing people say about you. Um, and these guys don't, they don't get it, like, on a pathological level, like, because it's insidious. It gets into everything that they think about everything that they do. And um, it leaves women unsafe. And I think that should be the grand takeaway here, is that women feel unsafe. Um, knowing that these people out here running around, like, having whatever free, round, free reign that they wish or want to have. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's frustrating and... These folks are basically impervious to being told anything at this point because um, they believe what they want to believe. Actual facts be damned. Yep. Um, I like the shit. Well, first of all, a couple of things. Like one, this is one. This is the type of shit that people mean when they say men are trash. You know, it's not solely romantic relations or quote-unquote you think men are trash because you can't get a man or whatever, blah, 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 which, first of all, don't know if you know too many men, but not a whole lot of us are really worth a damn. Um, Not saying we couldn't be worth a damn and not saying we're born not worth a damn, but the way society is set up and how we're conditioned and socialized, we, a lot of us are not worth a damn, so that's one. And then two, this is the type of shit men do. Like this, this shit, the pathology of I am involuntarily celibate because I am not being rewarded the sex I feel I deserve because I'm a man and because I find women attractive, but they don't find me attractive. That is direct contrast to my right as a man that you should, as a woman, be into me attractive physical attraction be damned uh mental attraction be damned chemistry be damned um financial situation be damned it's like i'm a man i have a dick and i should be able to get any woman i want because i am a man and i have a dick oh so that's the other part of it right then when you get into the entitlement like you said then when you get into just just think about this all of the mass shootings that we've had most damn near, if not all of them, are men. And then whenever it comes out more information about the guy that's do that does the mass shootings, almost all of them have some kind of hangups with with women. I I can't I can't re- count the times every time it's a mass shooting and they go into the uh, police records or the the history of the shooter, the motherfucker got some kind of history with domestic violence or some kind of history of some kind of violence with women either in his personal life or just in general is always something you know what i mean so again that's what mother that's what people mean when they say men are trash the system tm of men the patriarchal pathology of men which is trash um as i continue um shit i lost the damn um oh okay i got it i got it i got it um so what does Elliot Rogers have to do with this? Um, the av- the advocacy for violence is where Mr. Rogers, a self-proclaimed, a self-described incel who left behind misogynistic uh, ramblings, fits in. That that damn manifesto he left um, after he did that all that goddamn killing. Um, a- about a day before his 2014 killing spree, Mr. Rogers uploaded a video titled "Elliot Rogers Rebellion," in which he complained of his own self-rejection and vowed to punish all women for his loneliness. 
quote, girls gave their affection and sex and love to other men, but never me, he said. I'm 22 years old and I'm still a virgin. I've never even kissed a girl, end quote. Um, and again, we know how, unfortunately, that um, ended. Yeah, that's literally a direct pathology. Like, <laughs> that is literally what this incel shit and just entitled ass men, that's the path. Like, one, I am a man. I have an ego. Women should be into me. Oh, they're not into me. Well, fuck you, women. And it's my. It's not me. It's everything but me. It's you, because how dare you not be into me? And then once you you factor ego in there, men's ego, which is fragile as fuck, you factor in anger, you factor in resentment, bitterness, and then you factor in how how ridiculously easy it is for a motherfucker to get a gun in this country. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a direct pathology to violence and specifically violence against women. Like the 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 road the road to bullshit is not is not that complicated. Uh, let's see. All right, where do incels congregate? Incels have and still do post on Reddit through the site, one of the world's most popular online gathering sites. Bar this incel community in November, citing a policy against hateful and violent speech. That community, a subreddit, which has about 40,000 members, though it isn't clear how many of those members subscribe to the philosophy and how many are merely tracked it out of curiosity. Incels have nonetheless found and, re and returned to Online gatherings at places including 4chan and anonymous message board that has for years become a home to dark and sometimes disturbing corners of the web, often characterized by misogyny. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just men are trash, and this is just another example of it. And this isn't even a we're not even talking about this to specifically be like, see, this is why men are trash, but it is an example of why men are trash, because only men think of some shit like this. And shit like this is, which is why that damn conversation about Donald Glover was so, what the, the sub conversation that led about, led from that Donald Glover conversation about, oh, y'all just don't like nerdy men, quote unquote. It's like, no, we, people don't like men that are corny, that are corny because y'all motherfuckers lead to shit like this. That's why. Exactly. That's why. Like this, this is why you can't. This is why people don't like you. It ain't got shit to do with you being a nerd. It's shit like this. And like, just think about that shit. And I know they say they don't know how many people were in there just to track the shit, but just think of the fact that forty thousand people are in that shit, and probably most of them. Like I said, some people may be tracking, so I'll shave it off a little bit. But a good number of people in that in those damn th threads and subreddits and four chan and on all that shit. 4,000 people, dog. 4,000 people. Four, I mean, 40,000, my bad. 40,000. 40, yep. Just think about that. 40,000 people getting together and in this quote-unquote incel community that is that has a direct line to, towards violence. Come on, dog. Come on, man. Come on. But, you know, it's, it's stuff like this where it's a continued fight for women's um, safety, uh, women's priority, women's equality, and men, get your shit together. You know what I mean? Like, that's the other part of it. Like, man, get your shit together. Like, you you know that damn thing where niggas on Twitter used to always say, like, father your sons because X, Y, Z, and it would be some some homophobic shit. Now, father your sons, first of all, be better human beings, then father your sons so they won't grow up, hopefully grow up to be misogynistic motherfuckers like this that'll be on some damn incel shit. So, but anyway, moving on. Bianca. I'll let Bianca bring in the next thing we'll talk about. Um, okay, so earlier I mentioned um, 
Y2K era trash looks by the New York Jets. Um, and the reason that Y2K, the year 2000 era, holds a soft spot with me is um, we are going to bring it bike right now. And the Bring It Bike is not going to be a particular album. It's going to be the year 2000 in hip-hop. Because I was looking uh, I was looking the stuff up for something completely unrelated um, to the show. And I found that in the year 2000, with the exception of Nas releasing a solo album, and he still had that QB's Finest thing that he did, um, just about everybody who was somebody put an album out in this year. And I think the phenomenon was... Oh my god, it's the year 2000. I should put an album out. And so, let's see. Who put an album out in 2000? First, let's just list the top 10 um, albums. And I'm going to list these as uh, highest first week sales. And I'm actually going to skip the album that's second place on this list. um, Because it's not (laughs) hip-hop. It's not. Um, So Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP. um, Mm -hmm. So 1.7 million. Jay-Z's Dynasty Rock La Familia sold 558,000. Uh, Stank Onya sold 530,000 by Outkast. Uh, Snoop Dogg's The Last Meal, 397,000. And he was ninth in, on the first week chart. That Wow, that's impressive. Um, Mystical, Let's Get Ready, 330,000. Top the week he released. The W by Wu-Tang Clan, just over 300,000. was fifth. Uh, ja Rule, Rule 336, 276,000. Um, Rough Riders was Ride or Die Volume 2 was 254,000 and Country Grammar by Nelly, 235,000 remember his, his, his surge came a little bit later after that album came out um, that's quite the who's who of artists in hip hop in that era I'll just go ahead and list the artists again Eminem, Jay-Z, Outkast, Snoop Dogg Mystical, Wu-Tang, Ja Rule, Rough Riders and Nelly, so you're asking yourself Bianca, who else put out an album in the year 2000? I'll tell you that short answer is everybody um <laughs> From the top, <laughs> January is always a weak time to put albums out, but we still got The Locks, We Are the Streets. I think that was their first um, album, their second. And then Hypnotize Camp Posse came with uh, that album, which we all know, um, 3-6 Mafia sort of spinoff crew. Uh, February saw us get a Ghostface Killer album, a Trick Daddy album, a Beanie Siegel album, a Bone Thugs and Harmony album, a Black Alicious album, um, MC Breed, Dead Prez, and The East Siders all released albums in February 2000. March saw Black Rob, and we all sang Woe. Every last one of you wrapped the words to Woe. Probably still could do it, just like on Ask. Um, Murder Inc. had that uh, tri- uh, not trilogy, had that um, crew cut album, Irv Gotti Presents the Murderous. Uh, Ice Cube put out War and Peace, Volume 2, The Peace Disc. Um, Drag On, opposite of H2O, and Comet, uh, actually not and, Trina, The Baddest Bitch, um, Three Times Crazy, Dual Committee. And common like water for chocolate. April gave us big puns, yeah, baby. Also, the Bratz Unrestricted also gave us a Cypress Hill album and a Yin Yang Twins album. Mm. Yeah, are the Yin Yang Twins still with us? No. no. <laughs> you are doing amazing. No. May gave us. Let's see. So May gave us from New Orleans. Got the Five Hundred Four Boys Crew Cut album, Goodfellas, which had a lot of summer bops on it. Don't at me. Um, we also got Big Timers. I got that work. Same. A lot of little, you know, a lot of little cuts on that one. Um, again, we got Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP that came out May twenty third that year. Again, biggest selling album first week that year. Um, we got Mac Dre's album Heart of a Gangster, Mind of a Hustler, Tongue of a Pimp, Spice One, The Last Dance, Dilated People's The Platform, Sugar Freeze, The Connected Project Volume One, Killer Priest, View from Masada, 
And Sauce Money's instant classic, Middle Finger You. If you've not heard this album, go do yourself that favor. June, Mo Thugs. Boom, 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 boom. Not even them. We, this was Mo Thugs. This was the rest of the crew. Uh, released Mo Thugs Volume 3. 36 Mafia gave us when the smoke clear. 66, 61. We got Zero, Zero versus the World. Afro Man's Because I Got High. Buster Rhymes, Anarchy. MC8 in My Neighborhood. That was a time, wasn't it? When I because I got home, that was the time. Lil Kim, the notorious KIM, Freddie Fox, Industry Shakedown, Eric Sermons, Eric Onassis, Brother Lynch, Hung, which I can't even believe I'm naming him right now. To be honest, let's just continue. Uh, <laughs> Sally Cell, Deep Conversation, Jurassic Five, Quality Control. Um, who else is June? Quasimodo, The Unseen, came out June 13th, right before my birthday. Um, and also, what became the biggest album of that year? Like I said, it got off to a slow start, but uh, Nelly's Country Grammar came out June 27th. I also believe June 27th, was it 1999 or 2000 with the June 27th freestyle? Let me look real quick. No, June 20th freestyle was 1996, actually. My apologies. My bad. Don't kill me, Houston. Um, let's see. July gave us Rough Riders, Ride or Die, Volume 2, Lil Flip, The Leprechaun. Why am I naming that? Um, right. Keeps... Speaking of somebody that's not with us. <laughs> R.I.P. Cool. <laughs> Oof. Cool. Cool Keats Matthew album, Cannabis is 2000 BC. Big Mo gave a city of syrup. Sebo's um, Enemy of the State. Project Pat, Murderers and Robbers. And the album that did not deserve to go anything more than Toilet Paper Roll, Baja Men's Who Let the Dogs Out, featuring the worst song of all time. Don't at me. It's Who Let the Dogs Out. It's the worst song of all time. Um, also, Slum Village, Best Kept Secret. Forgot about that. That came out. They released that in time to get it out in July, I guess, because it came out July 31st. Uh, August gave us Little John and the Eastside Boys as We Still Crunk. We got Wyclef Jones, the eclectic suit, two sides to a book, which had the worst title in of all time. It said the number two, then like the Roman numeral two. Uh, Do or Die's Victory album came out August 29th. Um, Daz Dillinger with Raw, Big Pokey, D-Game 2000. I remember that album. I don't know why I'm even mentioning it. Um, Slum Village's Fantastic Volume 2 came out right after Best Kept Secret did. De La Soul gave us Artificial Intelligence, Mosaic Thump. Big L uh, gave us the big picture, R.I.P. Big L. And the big album of the month of August. But first, Soleil's Bottle of Humans. Shout out to Soleil. I still see you, girl. With your fine-ass legs. Um, we had the big album of August. Came out August 22nd. And that is Young World, The Future by the inimitable Lil Zane. <laughs> Don't at me. Like I said, this is a year where everybody put an album out. Like, there, there, there was no bullshit. There, like, there was a rush that I need to put an album out in the year 2000. Um, let's see. Yeah. September gave us Mysticals, Let's Get Ready. Um, <laughs> I'll explain what I'm laughing later. See Murder, Trapped in Crime, Afro Man, Sell Your Dope, um, Two Shorts, You Nasty, Cameron's SDE album was out that year, Fiends, Can I Burn, um, Sean T from uh, Young Bloods gave us Heated, um, Aesop Rock's Float. This was a decent album. I liked it. Uh, Mac 10, The Paper Route. Black Eyed Peas, Bridging Gap. I think this was the last album before they replaced Kim Hill with Fergie, if I remember right. Um, let me see. Yes, yeah, so she left um, Black Eyed Peas during the year of this album, but she was on a couple of songs on that album. Um, so you can listen to this one, mostly guilt-free. Yes. And that life that I'm still, <laughs> I'm still stifling. <laughs> Beware of Dog by listed on Wikipedia. I'm not making this up. Shad Moss. All right, I think that's enough. But when you when you hi, when you hover on the link, it says Bow Wow. That's where it takes you. Um, 
I think he went and did that himself. Anyway, October gave us E40, Loyalty, and Betrayal. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, ja Rule's Rule 336, MOP's Warriors, Ludacris, back for the first time. This was a good, this was a good month. Outcast, Stankonia, Jay-Z's Dynasty, Rock, La Familia. Jeez, um, who have I not said already? Um, Deltron 3030's uh, Project Dana Automator and uh, Della Funky Homo Sapien. I'm always here for those uh, bars. Don't at me. Young MC ain't going out like that. Um, Willie D loved by few, hated by many. And the seminal album of the month of October. You might think I named it already. I did not. It is Fifth Dog Let Loose by Flesh and Bone. Yeah, I said it. I'm a big time Bone Thugs fan. Get off my back. Yeah. Moving on, November, the far side, plane rep, outlaws, ride with us or collide with us. And that's my brother loved. Um, Prodigy, HNIC, BG's Checkmate album came out in November. Eight Ball and MJG, Space Age Forever. Master P, please uh, get a posted. Um, Doggies Angels, I think this is the Snoop Dogg group. Uh, please Believe It came out, which I shouldn't save that one for last, but whatever. I'm already here. Uh, Punchline and Wordsworth, who you might remember from the TV show MTV's Lyricist Lounge, gave us Punch and Words in November. Um, I said Prodigy Hardy, HNIC. I mentioned Outlaws. Capone and Noriega, The Reunion. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan's The W also came out this month. And finally, in December, December... Only had three weeks of albums out. Uh, so we had a Funk Master Flex album come out that year. We had Exhibits Restless. We had, again, aforementioned QB's Finest album. Um, Nas and Ill Records. We got Lil Wayne, Lights Out. We got Snoop Dogg, The Last Meal. We got AMG's Bitch Better Have My Money 2001. There was a South Park Mexican album that came out. I'm not bothering to name it. And last but certainly not least, the album we should all go back and listen to together as a family. I'm so glad it was released in December because this gentleman is uh, one who almost made it. This album went gold. It's the understanding by Memphis Bleak. R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. What a year. This is hip-hop. I didn't do R&B. Um, I, I could do R&B. I'm not going to do R&B. Um, but yes, what a freaking year. Um, 2000s was a good year in music. It was. It truly was. Truly. Honestly, truly. So, you know, that's why I'll bring it back for this week. Um, I apologize for that. Niggas tired from the gym. Um, Jamie Heartbreak came out in January 2000. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's the only one I'm giving y'all from the RB realm, though. Um, oh, and uh, Lovers Rock by Sade. I figured I should end that on a positive note. Yes. Came out in November of 2000. That alone could have been like the whole bringing back. Came out November 13th. Honestly. Um, such a good album. Um, she just one, had a con- she just had a concert here in Atlanta too. And you didn't go, huh? That, I know, right? Child, first of all, first of all, I didn't go because I'm a broke boy. I walk in my truth. <laughs> I'm I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter saying that I'm paying uh, a stack a month in in uh, car payments for a Chrysler. Hey man, <laughs> let, let these people pay their twenty six k a year in peace. <laughs> Look, hey. More power, listen, more power to you. Just just know that this, just know that I ain't got it. No this, no that, no it. I, your boy, ain't got it. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good ready end show. I think we gave y'all hashtag content. Unless we want to do some misconnections. Uh, uh, yeah, we can do a few. We can do I, a think few. The, I think people want some misconnections. I think we can give them some misconnections. Yeah, let's do a few then get up out of here. Yeah, uh, I think we're pushing up right up right around an hour, hour ish, somewhere in that range. Um, so, 
the city I chose was Houston because there's no way you would tell me that Chris Paul and James Harden combined 64 points in a playoff game and lose by double digits. Mm. I probably should have done them from Cleveland because they took a much bigger L this weekend. But it's out of respect for the king. Yeah, like I said, I mean, the Warriors, I mean, the Rockets didn't come back from a 3 1 lead. So, right. All and right, so I got James Harden. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and fuck Eric Gordon. Let me hear this. Anyway, um, all right, so I got one, two, three, four, five. Uh, none of them go particularly long. I think they're all funny for very different reasons. Okay. Let's, let's just get into it. <clears throat> Number one. Pretty young girl at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't even be in Starbucks right now. First of all. Anyway. You were between 18 and 22, I'm guessing, and with your friend or sister. She was a couple of years older and bought your drink. I was in line behind you and heard you mention that your cell phone is off and your nails look like shit. You are very pretty and had a... <laughs> you are very pretty and had a good attitude about things. I would have talked to you, but your friend would have made the moment awkward. I would like to help you if not for some. Re- I would like to help you if for some reason you see this. The end. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. So when I read this, my first thought was this nigga at least fifty. At at least, at least, nigga at least fifty. He is definitely the lead singer in a nineteen fifties country song. <sighs> this nigga singing. Hey. This nigga definitely singing average white band. He he definitely like commonly refers to. Clearly, young adult women is little girl still. Um, right. Clearly. But yeah, that's that's what would have made it awkward, nigga. You was old. Right. That that and who just says the song the song is look like shit? Like, what are you doing? No, he he said that she said that. So. Oh, no. Yes. First of all, nigga, you too old to be. You you too you too damn old to be eavesdropping on girl talk. Like, what are you doing? Creepy yeah, ass. Nigga. She mentioned that um her, her cell phone. Yeah, that's an old nigga. Twenty twenty two year olds ain't offering to get that uh get that phone turned back on for you. Yeah, he is he is very much not in her peer group. Um and also he's you can tell he's not in her peer group because like so if the friend was say twenty three and this girl is twenty and the dude writing this let's just suspend reality for a minute was twenty two, I don't think that him talking in that situation would have been awkward. It was a, it's a fucking Starbucks line, it's not the club. You could you could say like a nicety or you know, some some common kind thing. You know, nails look like shit. You, you could have said, "Oh, but that's a cute color." At least, like you could you could have worked your way in somehow if you were a peer. But you can't do that shit when you're a forty six year old nigga named Lester. <laughs> oh, Willie, Willie James, Willie James, <laughs> long time favorite. I I really need to get back and tell Crates and figure out what the hell episode it was that we talked about him. Yes, I'm I'm annoyed at myself that I didn't write that's the description better back then. That's a goddamn all of them on SoundCloud that you can go mm. back. So, yeah, I gotta I gotta go through the the uh, episode descriptions though. So we used to say like where the misconnection came from. So yeah. So you know, but all right. What's the next one? Uh, let's see. Let me get the next one pulled up. This one is flight attendant on bus. Mm. Mm. All right. <laughs> Hi, you were riding my bus a few minutes ago. You are a flight attendant just here for today and staying at a hotel downtown. I just realized that you were interested. Please reply if you read this. First of all, how did, how did, how do you know that, that they were interested? Just, this person's a flight attendant. They're next to everybody. Right. <laughs> right. That, that's literally their job. Literally in their job description to be nice to everybody. Like, you are not special. She was probably, she was probably practicing for work. 
I mean, you could tell us this is a nigga named Alvin who can't read social cues and shit. No, a nigga named Alvin. A fucking nigga named Alvin. God damn it, Bianca. Nigga named You could tell, like, again, he, he thought that she was interested, and he noticed, like, after the fact. Like, right. Here you right. are on the bus, and you wrote this misconnection from the bus, like, sitting down on your seat, like, damn. This a nigga named Theon. <laughs> This a nigga. This a nigga. This a nigga named Theon who would be into some incel shit, but he wouldn't call it an incel. He would come call it something else. He'd be like, "Incel, that's some white folk shit. Let's spruce this shit up. I'm gonna come up with something different, something fly." <laughs> I'm just. Oh god, I'm so annoyed. Like, please reply if you read this. No, like if I read this and it was me, I would be worried that this person knew what hotel I was staying at. That's the type of nigga that'll get stabbed. Stab him. Fucking Alvin. Anyway. Moving on. Next. Wait, before I do this, I need to just get some context really quickly. Bear with me. One second. Take your time. Okay. I have the context I need. Let's go to it. Wait, why the hell do I still have that one open? Get out of here. Anyway, all right. James Avery, Friday night. James Avery? May, uh, male for, man for woman. Uh, James Avery, this is the context I needed. James Avery is a jewelry store in Houston. Okay. Man okay. for woman. I came in just before closing, and you were working the register closest to the door. We made eye contact more than a handful of times, and if you had waited 30 more seconds to call the next customer, you would have had me. Tell me what I'll look like, or show me a picture so I know it's you. Damn. Wait, wait, what's it? Read I'm going to read the whole thing over. Okay. James Avery, Jewelry, Friday night. Man for woman. I came in just before closing, and you were working the register closest to the door. We made eye contact more than a handful of times, and if you had waited 30 more seconds to call the next customer, you would have had me. Tell me what I'll look like, or show me a picture so I know it's you. You ugly, do you? You're asking, a, you're asking a stranger to send a picture of themselves. First of all, you said first of all, you're telling a stranger that they know that you want they know that they wanted you. Like what? Right. Like we made eye contact more than a handful of times. Like that doesn't mean anything. This is a person working a sales job. Like, what are you why are you overreading this? And third of all, if you if you're so pressed, go back. Right? It's a it's a jewelry store. It's not a you know, it's not a it's not Disney World thing. You don't gotta pay to go. Like, just go back. Jewelry store can't be so busy, can it? Like, and you were buying jewelry. I'm, I'm assuming for somebody. Um, yeah, that, that's a lot wrong with this shit. Like, asking to have a picture sent. Like, show me a picture. Yeah, this nigga old. Like, he, he wants a, he wants a picture to download. Right. But you're annoying. Next misconnection, please. Next one. Okay. Uh, what? Okay, I, I had these in a different order. I'm gonna read the one I had last. No, no, no. I'm no. I'm gonna save that. One. I'm gonna save that. One. I'm gonna save that one. That one's gonna be last. I'm gonna do it the original order I intended. Okay. <laughs> Next misconnection. Clean your carpet. Clean your carpet. Clean your carpet. That's the title. All right. Here we go. Recently, me and my partner cleaned your carpet. So wait, in one in one sentence, this went from like a statement, like something to do, like "Hey, you clean your carpet." To my partner and I cleaned your carpet. Mm. Niggas don't have verb tense agreement on on Craigslist shit. Anyway, no um, Here we go. You had a Chihuahua dog with you, and you were cooking. We talked about you moving from Long Island to Houston, and that you prefer Long Island than Houston. I couldn't stop staring at you as you saw. You are a really attractive lady. I was going to ask you for your name, but I forgot. My partner was a black guy. I was a Hispanic guy. So if you remember me, reply back. And thanks for the cookie. It was delicious. This, this one is all over the place, ain't it? 
this is a lot. This is hashtag a lot to unpack here. Like this is all over the place. I think I would have opened this misconnection with thank you for the cookie. Like that would that would have been my subject. Yeah. Like I would not have written clean your carpet. Like I would have said thank you for the cookie. Like, yeah. this, this this whole fucking thing is like structured terribly. Right. And this is terrible. If I would, and if I were the person who were the recipient of this misconnection, I would be terrified that this motherfucker knew where I lived. Yeah. Or worked. Or, you know, but it, it, that's where she lived. Um, yeah, that would have me scared shitless. Like, I... <laughs> I would be worried. She did have a chihuahua, though, so, like, this, like them dogs about that action. But... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like, yeah, th- this... Yeah, his partner was, was Terrence, and he was uh, a... <laughs> guy. So... Oh, <laughs> And you're talking to somebody who moved from Long Island to Houston and talks about Long Island all the time. You don't want those problems in your life. Right. That's a recipe for disaster. Ain't nothing good going to come for that shit. Yeah, you, don't want, you don't want to be around somebody who longs for New York constantly. Oh, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I'm starting to venture. Do not want to piss off my New York listeners. Hey, booze. Sorry. I love you. P.O.P. Hold it down. Anyway, final misconnection. Elizabeth from Bay Oaks Kids Clubs. This ain't going anywhere. Bay Oaks Kids Clubs um, is actually... um, So Bay Oaks is a country club in Houston. And the kids club is where the members get to drop the kids off. Just so you have the appropriate context for this. Mm. Wow, what a body you have. I was in there with my kids last night and couldn't take my eyes off how good that ass looked. Would love to talk to you more. Hope to hear from you. The end. Run that back. Yes. Elizabeth from Bay Oaks Kids Clubs. Wow, what a body you have. I was in there with my kids last night and couldn't take my eyes off how good that ass looked. I'd love <laughs> to talk to you more. Hope to hear from you. <laughs> this ain't somebody that wants to talk more. You just want to fuck, you horn dog. <laughs> hey, you was with, hey, that motherfucker was with their kids and looking at, looking at that ass in a maxi dress. Like, what are you doing? Right, he was, he was standing at the way that thing was poking. And yeah, he was... Hey, that motherfucker! Hey, that motherfucker was looking at looking at her in that dress and then reciting the words to "Too Close" by next. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> as, as much as we hate that song in unison, like you yes, guys it, didn't you? Uh, yes, it it, it, it tell tell me the lie. This is this is why you are a terrible but also wonderful person. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but I ooh, first of all, I don't get. I'm not. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, and maybe I I might be reading too into it. But for me, I always think it's creepy when motherfuckers do or have that kind of shit while they with their kids. Like I, I don't know. It's just and and I'm like saying maybe I'm overthinking it, or maybe it's you know I don't have kids or whatever. But I always just think it's creepy to try to hit on somebody when you got your kids with them, or they have their kids with them. That that, that shit just never seemed right with me. Yeah, no, that's that's tough. Um, and yeah, the misconnection, I guess. Is a sterile way to at least say, hey, I was interested, but I'm, like, being respectful of the fact that, like, you had a child around, so I'm trying to keep this on link, then also kind of trying not to because I would like to get to know you outside of having your kid around. This dude don't want to get to know. Like, the whole thing was about, like, what a nice body you have. I couldn't take my eyes off that ass. Let's get, to, let's talk sometime. No, that's not how you lead with that. That ass, though. That ass, though. I know my kids right here, but that ass, though. <laughs> well, your kids right there, too, but that ass, though. Right. We're in a place for kids, but that ass, though. <sighs> we're, in God, a place, we're, in a place, we're in a place of innocence, but that ass, though. 
Oh, some people. And I just looked at my local misconnections because I always check these to make sure that nobody's saying anything about me. Um, and if I feel uncomfortable not seeing anything about me in the headlines, I just get up out of here. And I am realizing that somebody wrote a misconnection about someone I gave a ride to. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hashtag content. I'm not reading the misconnection, but wow, that is that's trippy. You're right. Like based on like the description, yeah, like this is definitely a person I gave a ride to. And they even mentioned in the uh, in the misconnection, um, you guys had called a ride and left before I could come over and say hi. Like, wow, <laughs> that was me saving them from you, you dirtbag. Right. So, um, I hope y'all have um, appreciated this episode. Like I say, it's been an episode about nothing. Um, um, we but we will be back next week to give y'all a more fleshed out, well-rounded hashtag content episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for going back and listening to the old shows. Thank you to everybody that's gave given us a review or a rating, and we can hope that new listeners and old listeners who haven't left a review will do so. Um, and that helps us grow. It, it makes us feel good, and we keep giving y'all, you know, this podcast and goodness for the the excellent cost of free ninety nine. So, uh, Bianca, you got anything to add before we go out of here? Nope. Thank you for listening, as always. Um, it's been a joy having y'all around, whether it's been for 166 episodes, one episode, or whatever number in between. Um, you're listening, you're still listening, and I can't say enough how much I appreciate that. So, thank you. Yeah. And with that, we are out of here, and as always, be a greater hoe and not a hater hoe, and peace. I'm off your purse, get my gas money, then I'm back on the expressway, and I'm out this purse. I know you